Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. Good afternoon. And still no luck getting my author on the phone. I'm going to hold off talking about the book just because uh, I have hopes that uh, he'll call uh, or at least answer the phone. We had a text conversation this morning, and he knew and was excited to be on the program. But so far, no good. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about Erath. I was going to save this for the second half of the show. Erath Vineyards, like I said, was purchased in 2006 by St. Michelle Wine Estates. You know, they have done that with a lot of labels, Columbia Crest and Columbia. And it, it just, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. I, I hated to see Dick not lose control. He gave control. He got a lot of money. And he still made wine. But uh, Oregon Pinot has roots right back to the first plants that Dick Erath and Cal Knudsen planted. Um, You know, when I look at this and I see, you know, the the history behind all of this, and, you know, I I mentioned Dave Adelsheim, and a lot of people say it's Adelsheim. It is not. It is Adelsheim. Uh, I was corrected by Mr. Adelsheim. Uh, long ago, but uh, you know, the history of California winemaking and the whole West Coast winemaking really thrives on the shoulders of so many people. Of course, Napa on on the shoulders of Robert Mondavi and Sonoma on uh, Dick Arrowwood and and the Benziger family and we could go on and on. But Willamette Valley was a little late to get started and you know, uh, we went to Pine Ridge long ago and just had such a wonderful time and, and realized that the viticulturalist at Pine Ridge was the one who helped make Chardonnay grow using the Dijon clone in Oregon. They had a tr- had trouble getting it going, and Dick Erath played a part of that. Uh, yeah, but just there, there's so much I wish I could tell you more, but... Uh, Erath's father bought wine from a local winery in Livermore Valley, 
called Ruby Hill, and he gave it to his son, Dick. Soon became friends with Ernesto, Ernesto Ferraro, who ran the winery. In 1965, Erath convinced Ferraro to sell him some Semillon, the, a white grape variety. And that's really, <coughs> excuse me, how he got started. Uh, he, he, he did a, a wine history that's in an archive uh, in Oregon at the uh, National, there's a, oh God, the name slips my mind, uh, a, a, a Oregon wine history place. Uh, he put together a wine history archive in 2012. Uh, he was, he was a, an educator based on his desire to learn. Uh, he, he enrolled in classes at the University of California to learn grape growing and winemaking while he was in California. And he intended to plant a vineyard in California. But, you know, even back then, California winemaking was still in the relatively early days. And he wanted to go, he thought Riesling and Pinot Noir were the answer uh, anywhere in the West Coast. Uh, and that's kind of what drove him to the cooler climate of Oregon. And if you haven't visited, now here's a, a promo section for Oregon grape growing. If you haven't visited Oregon, you know, quick flight to Portland, don't go to downtown Portland uh, for a number of reasons. You can email me and I'll tell you. Um, but it's just such a short drive there. And uh, when you look at what has happened, it used to be the Willamette Valley was pretty much it. And if you could put Willamette Valley on your label, like Dick did in the beginning, uh, that was good enough. And even some cases didn't even put that, just put Oregon. Now, I mean, things have changed so much, and the vineyards areas have been subcategorized into specific American viticultural areas inside the Willamette Valley. And uh, Dick was responsible for... Uh, Founding, uh, uh, well, co-founding with David Lett, the Erie Vineyards. He also uh, worked with uh, Charles Corey to do Charles Corey Vineyard. And these are some of the earliest grapes planted in all of Oregon in the Willamette Valley. Um, it, it's so fun to watch the growth and to see. And if you still, if you go to erath.com, E-R-A-T-H, that is the current website, you can look at uh, the story of Erath, the winemaking, and, and, and learn more. And more importantly, you can order wine. We have some Erath wines here in town. But it's just, it's such, it, it's such an early story. And, you know, I, I think that uh, when we talk about the Pacific Northwest, Washington State and Oregon, both, both of these states learned so much from their friends in the South in California about, Soil, soil content, soil makeup, what's a good soil for a specific grape variety, what uh, altitude bands, what climate regions are best to plant your grapes in. And both Washington and Oregon really ended up uh, growing faster in general terms than California did. California did a lot of... Uh, hit and miss and, you know, uh, planting this and that and trying different things and uprooting or grafting and changing vineyards and uh, pretty interesting. But uh, Dick Erath, when he, 
he ended up, he bought a walnut orchard, if I remember right. It was like 50 acres uh, near Newburgh, up in the north end. He planted four acres to 26 varieties, including Pinot Noir. Okay, so you got 49, 50 acres, and you take four acres of it, and you plant 29 varieties. Uh, You could call this an experimental vineyard. Uh, But what he did with that was learn what what grew best, what matured fastest, what what put up with the weather as the moisture came in off the off the Pacific and met the uh, the Cascades and uh, the rainfall and the temperature and the soil content and uh, again with some help, <coughs> well, excuse me, from friends down in California, he learned what varieties would grow the best. He, Pinot Noir became the standout at that site. He did some uprooting, uh, and, you know, I just can't imagine what it'd be like. You, you, anytime you plant grapes, you're five years away from getting good fruit. But so that, that first experimental plot that went in the ground really early and then, and then the late 60s uh, was what set him apart from many of the other folks uh, that, that had planted grapes and intended to make wine and... Uh, Dickie Rath was a founder. I have more about him, and I want to share more, but I want you to go to erath.com. Again, the winery and the production now is overseen, distributed by, and controlled by Chateau St. Michel, or Michel Wine Estates. And uh, it's still, when I look at the list of wines, there is, let me see something here. Oh, come on. Cardofino, Oregon Pinot. I want to see the list of wines. There we go. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. First, white wines. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. A rosé. Seven, seven white wines. And these wines are, I mean, you know, Chardonnay was hard to grow. Here they had a 1999. 2019, excuse me, Willakia Vineyard Chardonnay, 94 points by the wine enthusiast, unheard of 25 years ago. And then you start looking at the Pinots. Let's see, one, two, three, four. I don't want to bore you with this. Seven different Pinots. Uh, Let me think what we have here. We have the Reserve Pinot. And the 2019 got a 92 points from James Suckling. What else do we have? You know, I think that may be all that we have is the reserve. That's a shame. But go to erath.com. Check it out. If you haven't had many Pinots lately, uh, you got to get on it. I took a, um, who was it? We went to dinner this week. And my mind is so foggy. Well, I'll think about it. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Dickie Rath. I'll open up the wine of the week, and we'll taste it together. If you want to get the wine of the week, it's called Amicone, A-M-I-C-O-N-E. It's the 28th version from Cantina de Ora uh, from the Veneto up in northern Italy. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the Veneto because that's where Aviano Air Base is, and uh, I spent a lot of time there while I was stationed in Spain. This wine is 14% alcohol, and it has some characteristics of red wine that you don't often find. But to me, uh, it makes a richer, bigger mouthfeel. Uh, 
and I feel the need, the need for steak. Kansas Steak on the grill tonight at Chateau Bauer with this beautiful red wine. I'll tell you more about it later. I also got a couple other things to chat about. Uh, I was hoping that my guest would call, but I'll tell you a little bit about his book, Meals and Memories with Nona. Francisco Ivan's the author. Ashley Carr helped him. The book is so cool. We'll talk about that. We got plenty to talk about. Next, you know, we're out of time. I hope you're having a great weekend. We'll be right back. Nick Esterline with TGC Group for Cindio. First and foremost, at TGC, we believe people should do what they do best and let others do. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 